This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, folks. Just uh, reading some of the comments continuing to pour in on Facebook Live. I mean, they're they're wide-ranging. Uh, the liberals notwithstanding, there are some well-meaning folks who who say, you know, there's no way we shouldn't go. We shouldn't do anything in Syria. Um, some like the show. We had somebody weighing in from Melbourne, Australia, believe it or not. I wonder what they're thinking about all this. You know, um, hold on a second. Oh, interruptions. Is your feed on uh, my, my well, I. My feed was on. I mean, it was, we, we folks, in, in case some of you migrated over here from Facebook Live, it, it, we only do that first break uh, on the show on Facebook Live and the, the rest of it. We uh, And pardon me if you guys hear me <clears throat> clearing my throat a little bit. There is, uh, there, I have a snack in between the top of the hour uh, break there during the news and, and such, and this one happened to be almonds. It's never a good mix. <clears throat> almonds <laughs> and broadcasting. Healthy, yes, but uh, conducive to continuing to broadcast and speak without having your voice crackle um, is a bit a bit problematic. Uh, from Twitter, uh, Eloisa says, we can kill Assad, but will come uh, will someone come in that is worse? This is because... Uh, Islam is a is a death cult. <laughs> okay, well, no, and, and there is that risk of creating that vacuum. Again, I'm not talking about taking out Assad. You heard Tillerson talking about a coalition. Now, if you have a coalition of individuals, and I'm going to get to Pence's comments here in a minute, but let me let me tell you where I think this might work. Here's Donald Trump welcoming General al-Sisi from Egypt to the White House. From the first time I met him, uh, I met during the campaign. Yes. And at that point, there were two of us, and we both met. And hopefully you like me a lot more. Yes. But, <laughs> but uh, it was a very long, it was supposed to be just a quick, brief meeting, and we were with each other for a long period of time. Uh, we agree on so many things. I just want to let everybody know, in case there was any doubt, 
that we are very much behind President El-Sisi. He's done a fantastic job in a very difficult situation. I said general that before he became president, he was the military leader of Egypt. So he has he has been president for quite some time now. So uh, anyway, uh, there is Trump welcoming him to the White House and through an interpreter on Fox News, uh, President El-Sisi of Egypt praises Donald Trump. I first saw the campaign of uh, His Excellency President Trump and uh, I listened to uh, his speech about the necessity in, of uh, uh, facing and countering terrorism all over the world, that he is a, a great personality, uh, a unique individual, and that he will find great success. I fully trust the capabilities of President Trump and I have full conviction that he can can do things and uh, exert efforts that very few people can do. And he can succeed in so many fields that others cannot. I trust I trust him wholeheartedly. And again, I congratulate you for having him. Wow. Okay, so that's the president of Egypt. And he has some issues to deal with there in Egypt. And also a, a human rights track record that isn't exactly flattering. But uh, then there's King Abdullah of Jordan, and his English is is pristine. There was an, uh, an early engagement by the president and his team to the Israelis and the Palestinians to be able to see what he can do to bring them together. It is the core conflict for a lot of us in the region. Uh, the president understands the nuances and the challenges. I think he has the courage and the dedication to be able to do this. So now, if you have a lot of these Muslim countries that are cooperating with the United States and say, yeah, we'll work with you. Let's, let's oust Bashar al-Assad. Let's stick it to Iran. Let's stick it to Russia. And we'll take over. You know, we're, we're, we're Muslims. We'll take over. If that is what's being worked out, all the better. All the better. I'd, I'd rather see Bashar al-Assad go rather than stay. But absent that coalition, you don't want ISIS folks getting in there and starting to run the apparatus. So what I would suggest, absent a coalition and a cooperative effort to remove Assad and to have somebody in the region uh, assume control over Syria, then... Uh, and then start to make changes in Syria, remove them as a client state from Iran, remove them as a client state from Russia. Absent that, then you just diminish Assad. Make sure the two-bit thug doesn't have any power to do much of anything to his own people, much, in, much less outside of his borders. So it all depends on what they're going to be able to put together there at the White House. And I, I'm not even sure where they are on this. So... It's again, it's it's a little over 40 hours, folks, since this happened. And remember, the administration's position as of a couple of days ago was this. I think the the status and the longer term, longer term status of, Pre of President Assad will be decided by the Syrian people. Right. Well, that's by the wayside now. So we'll see if all of this coalesces behind some sort of a a. How am I going to put this? A unified coalition of friendly Islamic nations, not necessarily to the United States, 
But okay, how about this? Unfriendly nations, unfriendly to Iran, unfriendly to the notion that Obama tried to shove down the region's throat, trying to make Iran the undisputed nuclear power so that, that Iran could lord over the entire Middle East. Uh, that was Obama's vision. And I can imagine there were some Sunni majority nations said, or secular nations like Egypt who said, no, I, I don't know that's going to be in, a, in our best interests. Obama, what are you doing? You sell out. So if those nations are, are ready to come together and are ready to say, okay, we'll need U.S. backing, but we can pull this off. And then you'll have a, you'll, yes, you'll have a split Middle East. Well, split. You take Syria away from Iran. What does Iran have left as far as its sphere of influence? The United States is back in Iraq. And I still think that Iran has the, the edge in Iraq at this point. Um, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. At any rate, I, um, I, this, there is, there's all manner of manifestation this response to Syria can take. And I just want you guys to be ready for whatever eventuality may come this way. Uh, we touched on going nuclear. We t- in, in the Senate, we touched on, of course, Syria has dominated the program because of, you know, war crimes and children being slaughtered. And I'm going to continue with Vice President Pence, but I cannot not mention the other breaking news story today. Devin Nunes, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, stepping aside from the election probe. And the election probe, I don't necessarily think he did anything wrong. And the excuse that was given was a bunch of left-wing groups are filing ethics complaints. And I don't want to be a distraction, so I'm stepping down. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that for a second. As a matter of fact, Brian Kilmeade, he uh, jumps on Fox. He was on uh, Outnumbered today. And he says he believes that Devin Nunes was pressured by house leadership and there's a reason why i think they feel as though this investigation is going the direction that the president tweeted about march 4th and they feel as though devin nunez will be a distraction because they'll focus on how he got the information instead of the actual information so the sense was hey mr chairman move out of the way let us do the investigation and then you come back in next time you guys get that kill me to saying that the republicans are starting to get the evidence is starting to build that shows how much of a a reprobate Obama was and everybody that worked under him, how they violated the law, how they violated people's civil rights. And it's starting to, it's starting to pick up steam in Congress to where Democrats now are getting very nervous about what, because they all know what Obama did. Now they're just worried about getting caught up in it. And will their names be brought up in conjunction with this abuse of civil liberties done by resident Obama and his cronies? So what he's saying is, that the leadership recognizes where this is all going to end up. There's no proof of any collaboration. There's no evidence of any collaboration between Trump between Trump and Russia or Trump operatives in Russia. But there seems to be significant amount of evidence coming out that Obama violated people's civil rights and civil liberties. And that's where it's all going to go. And so, Mr. Nunez, don't give the Democrats a way to say this investigation was tainted step aside now and let the chips fall where they may because the, the republicans have a pretty good idea where the chips are going to fall that's what kill me to say 
I think there's some wisdom to that. Uh, we'll get reaction to Syria from the Vice President of the United States who st- sat down with Martha McCallum. First 100 days. That's coming up next. Your calls, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. You found the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. It's not just a show. It's a movement. Join the swarm. Twitter hashtag Salcedo Swarm. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo. Uh, before I get to Pence, a little bit more news I want to get out to you guys. Um, gold prices are modestly lower in, U- in early U.S. trading. <laughs> this was the headline from Forbes. And they're not the only ones who did this. The basket of bias. You know what? Do you know what the real story was economically yesterday? ADP. Jobs report. ADP, strong jobs numbers, 263 jobs created as opposed to the expected 180,000. Now, if this were a jobs report in the Obama era, the jobs would have led. But since it's the Trump era and Trump's a Republican, in Forbes, they lead with the gold prices going down. It's a negative. Gold weaker on profit taking. Strong ADP jobs data. So the negative leads. It's subtle, but you can see that that when there was a similar jobs number in the era of Obama, uh, liberal publications and publications like Forbes would lead with, well, good jobs numbers, yay, the positive news. When there's a Republican in charge and there's, Donald Trump, here comes the negative first. Gold weaker on profit taking. Strong ADP jobs data. And about that jobs number, folks, 263,000 according to ADP as opposed to the 180,000 that was expected uh, bursting at the seams. This, the U.S. economy is ready to take off. And this is all perception Uh, Reuters got it right. U.S. weekly jobless claims post largest drop in almost two years. Largest drop in almost two years. So there's good economic data, good economic news out there, folks, that you're not hearing about. Um, And that good economic data might be a, a welcome, some welcome news to staffers who work in Elizabeth Warren's office. According to uh, according to the uh, Daily Caller, Elizabeth Warren pays her female staffers 
about $20,000 less than male staffers. <laughs> yes, the, um, the champion of women, Elizabeth Warren, on average pays her female staffers $20,000 less than her male staffers. Male staffers in Warren's office took home median annual salary of $73,750 in 2016, according to analysis by the Washington Free Beacon, while female staffers brought home a median income of 52000 750 in 2016, a discrepancy of more than 20 grand. That means female staffers in Warren, Warren's office on average bring home just 71 cents of every dollar their, ma- their male counterparts make. The top five highest paid staffers in Warren's office were all men. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I'm not laughing at the inequality in Senator Elizabeth Warren's office. I'm laughing that this woman actually gets away. I mean, she lied about being Indian. Why, why shouldn't she lie about everything, <laughs> everything else? Some champion for women she is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just think this is delicious. All right, Vice President... Mike Pence sitting down first 100 days. Martha McCallum yesterday. Of course, Syria came up. All evidence points to the Assad regime in Syria. Uh, and uh, I know the president and I and our entire administration condemn this chemical attack in Syria in the strongest possible terms. It cannot be tolerated. Uh, yesterday, President Trump joined leaders around the world condemning this heinous attack. Uh, and we'll continue to do so. But the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson recently said that Syria, the Syrian people will determine their own future and that removing Assad is not necessarily the top priority um, in terms of foreign policy anymore. Some believe that this chemical attack was in response to that. Well, see, there are a couple of folks who floated that idea. But because because Rex Tillerson got out there and said, hey, we're not we're not going to demand and and work on unseating Bashar al-Assad that Assad said oh cool America says I can gas people I can commit war crimes I that is a huge stretch you know it's liberals liberals were making that argument it's it's patently absurd well first let's let's remember how we got here that back in 2012 President Obama said that if uh, Bashir Assad used chemical weapons against his own people, uh, that that would cross a red line and there would be consequences. Um, there were none. Yeah, we we went through this rather detailed yesterday. The Obama's saying the red line, then saying, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't make a red line," even though we all heard that he did. You know what astonishes me about that is that Obama got out there and lied to the American people. And the same press that has tried to say, well, you said Obama wiretapped you, Trump. You said Obama wiretapped you. What Wiretapped was your exact words, so you lied. You're a liar. You lie, lie, lie. I mean, it's all over the place. And Trump is saying, look, guys, I was, I'm ta- I was talking broadly. Surveillance, you know, when, when somebody thinks of surveillance, they think, oh, I was wiretapped. It, it was a common way of communicating. 
You said wiretap. You said it. So you're a liar. These same people doing this to Trump relentlessly allowed Barack Obama to lie to the American people without being held to account maybe one or two news cycles, and that was it. For weeks this has gone on with Donald Trump, going on months. And I'm, I'm just taken aback by, you know, Obama lies about this red line. I was like, well, okay, I, 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 well, you know, that's bad, Obama. And they, well, we'll forget about it. He lies about keeping your doctor, lies about keeping your plan, lies about saving $2,500 a year on an insurance policy, lies about Al-Qaeda being on the run and the path of defeat, lies about terrorism being on the, on, you know, on the downhill slide. And everybody says, oh, that's okay, Obama. You know, one or two news cycles and they just forget about it. They've been harping on Trump's one tweet, like I said, for going on months now. It's just, the juxtaposition is is quite funny. All right, we'll have more uh, from Mike Pence and more of your comments on Twitter, more of your comments on the phone, 888 888-900-3393. You found the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Be right back. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Coming up on the next program, your Friday leftovers. All the great stories we didn't get to earlier in the week, we'll get to them on the next show. Plus, new words that are in the dictionary. Yeah, wait till you hear these safe spaces and political correctness and those little snowflakes have a new plan to battle president donald trump we'll tell you about it coming up the morning blaze weekday morning six to nine eastern on the blaze radio network Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Creative folks out there. <laughs> I just got this from a listener. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got, I've got, I got, a, it's up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. You want to see this? It's a, a box of Uncle Ben's rice, but it's been modified. It's um, <laughs> Uncle Obama's dirty rice. And you see Susan Rice <laughs> waving. Subversive, subversively delicious every time. Uncle Obama's dirty rice <laughs> served in a crack pot. <laughs> not, not a crock pot, but a cracked pot. That's um, that's funny. <laughs> that's on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page if you want to go uh, take a look at that. Uh, all right, back to Mike Pence. Uh, talking with Martha McCallum about this Syrian attack. Uh, we were told that there was an agreement uh, by the Russians and the Syrians to destroy their chemical weapons and that uh, the threat to civilians from uh, a chemical attack had been eliminated. It wasn't. Uh, in yesterday's horrific attack, which, which, uh, which grieves my heart, not just as an office holder, but as a dad, I, I, I can't, no American can look at those images and not be heart sick. Yeah, well, I think it's true. There's uh, 
there's got to be some sort of ramification for this, folks. There's got to be some sort of disincentivizing of this type of activity. It is not, I, I don't care who you are, it's not okay to, to, to chemically attack not even your enemy. They're outlawed. You, the United States, by international law, can't drop a chemical weapon on Al-Qaeda. Not that we would, but we, 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 it's against, we, we ban these kinds of things because they're inhuman. You got to understand this. The guy that jumped on the, uh, on the Blaze page and tried to say this was, this was uh, Assad's country, leave him alone. <laughs> what the heck is the matter with people? This, is, this isn't some intellectual exercise. This is chemical warfare. What is the matter with you? Good grief. Uh, it, it is a reflection of the failure of the last administration to both confront the mindless violence of the Assad regime and also hold Russia uh, and Syria to account for the promises that they made to destroy chemical weapons. I think weapons. a lot of people would agree with you on that, but then they would say now we're in a new administration. Yes, we are. And President Trump during the campaign said that safe zones had to be set up in Syria. Um, is it time to renew the call for Assad to be ousted and to establish those safe zones for these people? I think you saw Ambassador Haley at the United Nations today express uh, the very strong position of the United States of America. We're hopeful that there may well be action in the United Nations. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, Vice President Pence. I mean, actions, that's all they do over there is talk. Uh, I think what Rex Tillerson said today, that there are already discussions in back channels. These discussions in back channels to, uh, to, to mount an effective response to all of this with coalition partners and coalition nations. I think that is your best bet to be, to be frank. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all my eggs in, in that UN basket because let's be honest, they don't really do anything. Right. (laughs) I mean, if, and if they do something, it's usually in favor of the despots of the dictators. Right. So I, um, I do not think that that's going to be in our best interests to um, to 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 hold out hope that the United Nations will actually do what the United Nations Charter was out there was supposed to do, which was p- to prevent exactly what we're seeing in Syria. Uh, there are a lot of folks who are like our friend on the on the Facebook page, who who just are in favor of looking the other way. Ah, oh, it's uh, it's Bashar al-Assad's people. The what what did what did our liberal friends say on the on the uh, the Blaze Facebook page? Oh, here it is. Uh, it's Assad's country. The man has the right to bring the rabble to heel. <laughs> yeah, he has he has a right to use chemical weapons that have been banned because they're inhuman. <laughs> this shows you, folks. This shows you where they are. It's uh, it is terrible. Um, the these individuals, how they will rationalize the inhuman, they'll rationalize uh, such human depravity. For, for for to what end? To 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 do nothing. 
Um, I, I, you know what? There's something else we got to talk about today, too. China. Uh, we, we mentioned this as breaking news at the top of the show. Xi Jinping, the uh, communist leader of, the, of China, is meeting at Miralago, the Southern White House, with Donald Trump. And, of course, top of mind is another hot spot left to us by uh, Barack Obama. And you know what? There was one other, and let me, let me address this. Because one guy on the Facebook page said, come on, we're, we're, we're beating the wrong drum here by constantly referring to Obama. The guy was in office two months ago. And mark my words on this. We're going to be dealing with a lot of crap because of what this cat did for the last, or didn't do for the last eight years. This, this example with Assad, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. They're going to be, there's going to be a lot of pain out there because Obama took a, took a nap for eight years and turned America's defenses and our ability to stand up for what was right for our allies around the globe and turned all of America's assets on us, on the people. All of the assets and infrastructure and institutions that we had to protect America, Obama turned them on America. That's, that's his biggest legacy. And no, and hell no, I am not going to forgive him. Oh, we need to move on. Move on? No, 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 no. We don't move on when we've endured eight years of what this cat did to us. No, no. And when I see something come up, when Obama comes back to haunt this nation again, when his actions or inactions come back to haunt us, you're damned right. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, we need to move on and not talk about Obama anymore. Look, we need, we need to recognize why we are here so we never make the mistake of electing a reprobate like President Obama ever again. We need, we need to remind everybody, oh, by the way, don't forget, the reason why you've got chemical weapons falling on children is because Barack Obama sat on his rear end and did nothing. Oh, I actually had somebody show up too on the Salcedo Show page and say, well, the reason why Obama didn't act was because uh, we were whether or not the rebels were uh, infiltrated by Al-Qaeda. Yeah, after Obama waited for a year, after the Arab Spring rose up in Syria, when we knew who the rebels were. This has been McCain's big gripe about all of this, that Obama sat on his butt and did nothing. Same thing he did to the Green Revolution in Iran, who wanted to topple the Ayatollah Khomeini. Obama said, no, 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 we can't have any of that. I'm, I need the Ayatollah. I need to make Iran a nuclear power in the Middle East so he can lord over everybody. Obama was a... <sighs> Obama was a... Oh, man, I, I can't say what I really want to say. He wasn't good for the United States and he wasn't good for the world. Let's put it that way. And no, I'm not going to give up in pointing that out. Because we're going to be dealing with the ramifications of what this guy did for many, many moons. And people need to be reminded, it's not Trump's fault. It's Trump's, it's Trump's job to fix. You're damned right. It's his, and if he doesn't fix it, then he was the wrong guy for the job. But remember, Obama ran on this, I'm going to fix all of Bush's problems. And he made everything worse. He made it all worse. 
McCain uh, talking about what will um, what Donald Trump and Xi Jinping will be talking about. China is the one that can con- the only one that can control Kim Jong Un, this crazy fat kid that's running uh, North Korea, <laughs> and they're the ones they could they could stop North Korea's economy but, in a week. But- yeah, that's they're they're going to be talking about the crazy fat kid <laughs> and all the missile technology that he's developing and the nuclear weapons he has. And I would not be surprised. If Donald Trump says and repeats to to President Xi Jinping, you don't deal with this, I'm going to. And and America is going to have a permanent, a permanent, a more permanent place over in uh, your neck of the woods. As a matter of fact, you know what? Our friends in South Korea, they would probably welcome a bigger presence. You know what? Might might expand some naval facilities there in South Korea. <laughs> China doesn't want that at all. Well, I would recommend Mr. Ping. I'm sorry, it's yeah, it's Xi, Xi not Ping. Xi, it's XI, which is Xi Jinping, which is uh, it's kind of like reverse of how we do things here. So basically, you would call him Mr. Xi, not it's Xi Jinping. You wouldn't call him Mr. Jinping. It's yeah. Uh, first name is last. Last name is first. Let me just put it that way. Long story short. Anyway, so we we have a lot of leverage, a lot more than many folks realize over China. And the biggest piece of leverage I think we have over them is they want no part of us in their in their sphere of influence in their part of the world. And they they could be. <laughs> I'm sorry. People are, everybody, now folks are weighing in saying, why, I couldn't, I couldn't say what I wanted to say about Obama. And then they're, <laughs> they're blasting it on Twitter, giving me recommendations <laughs> about what Obama, what we should have called Obama. I, I got to go to a break. I'll be right back. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Assad's role in the future is uncertain, clearly, and it, with the acts that he has taken, it would seem that there would be no role for him to govern the Syrian people. That's Rex Tillerson. I was able to pull some of the sound bites earlier today when I was telling you about folks that um, there is there's no role for him to govern the Syrian people. This is where I start getting a little, uh, I don't know, edgy. When we start talking, when we start openly talking about regime change. Has it worked out very well for us uh, in the last uh, decade or so, has it? Now, here, Tillerson says, he's asked about, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to build a coalition? What are you going to do? And he... Huh, he says something that kind of made me made my eyebrows perk up. 
continued support for the Assad regime. Sir, does Assad have to go? Assad's role in the future is uncertain, clearly, and it, with the acts that he has taken, it would seem that there would be no role for him to govern the Syrian people. And so what steps is the United States prepared to take in order to remove him from power? Well, the process by which Saad would leave is something that I think requires an international community effort, uh, both to first defeat ISIS within Syria, to stabilize the Syrian uh, country, to avoid further civil war, and then to work collectively with our partners around the world through a political process that would lead to Assad leaving. So will you and President Trump organize an international coalition to remove Assad? Those steps are underway. Oh, man. Really, in 48 hours, those steps are underway. See, and, and you know, I, this is where I get the see, and you, you notice the press. They want they want to get the Trump administration to get them on the record to do what Obama did. Draw red lines and not fulfill them. Uh, talk about. Bashar al-Assad stepping down and he still remains. They want to get commitments from the administration. These, these same people in the press who didn't hold Obama accountable want to hold Trump accountable. It's, it's, it's sick in so many ways. We're going to continue to monitor this, folks, um, because this is, I, I don't mind telling you I'm a bit uneasy. I don't mind doing an airstrike and I don't mind uh, destroying Bashar al-Assad's capability to rule effectively over his people. I mean, I'm I'm even in favor of a safe zone over there to where there are people, no more Syrian refugees. They can stay where they are and we just keep Assad bottled up in his palace. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you can rule over your palace. Meanwhile, you know, we'll create a safe zone for your people and you don't get to bomb your people anymore. You don't get to, you don't get to, and we're going to need the UN for this. I don't, I don't want to foot the bill for this, but having that, having that safe zone, I think is a good first step to where people now, again, you got to be leery of Al Qaeda and ISIS and all this kind of stuff uh, getting into this, but Steps have got to be taken now that the grown-ups are in charge. Remember, everybody, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by its government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Catch you tomorrow, Friday, on the show. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.